get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Uh, I think mentally, I, I, I watch a lot of other top guys in the league. I watch guys like that are similar to me, like Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and stuff like that, and see what they're doing to have success. Um, and then I watch guys that play the game differently than I do, guys like Tom Brady, guys like Kirk Cousins, guys that Whoa. play from within the pocket and they have success that way. Um, and I try to find the way to make it my game, take away little things that they do in their game to make it my, my game. Welcome in to Purple Daily. I think Phil was going to be on the show he saw that clip last night and collapsed i collapsed like i think phil i think phil saw patrick mahomes praising kirk cousins and that was it he's like peace out man i can't do do uh, purple daily tomorrow i'm out of here oh man um hey you know what so i got no so i got like three tweets back from kirk stands were like see see <laughs> pat mahomes is invoking kirk's name it's like no what that's smart like patrick mahomes the problem is his skill set like, so he can watch Brady and, and Kirk, right? Yeah. Operate in the pocket and take what they do and be like, I'm going to incorporate that into my game, Patrick Mahomes. And that works. The problem, Kirk stands, is that Kirk can't then be like, that's a great idea. I'm going to watch Patrick Mahomes film and become an incredible athletic quarterback, too. So it's like, I don't know what your point is. Yeah. Kirk Cousins does some things well. Definitely. Now. Was I a bit surprised that Pat Mahomes referenced him along with Tom Brady? Yes. Yes. Those two names, I don't think go side by side. That being said, Dex, good for him. Good for Patrick. <laughs> he's, you know, he's trying to learn, but I just love this whole thing. Well, you see Kirk, you yeah. don't get Kirk. Well, actually, classic, uh, I, I do get what Kirk does well. It's absolutely All classic. Right. Training camp notes. Uh, but before we get to training camp notes, Declan Goff, the mm-hmm. most exciting news, the most yes. exciting news yesterday in Purple Daily Land had nothing to do with COVID vaccines. It had nothing to do with training camp notes. It had to do, and I've got a visual here for you. So th- those of you who are watching on YouTube, the new presenting sponsor, far more, far more pretty than my ugly mug, is Surly. The Furious IPA, outstanding. But Declan, you know what? I'm an overachiever. And yeah. so when it com- and so when it comes to showing up with my homework, I don't just do one assignment because the Furious is just one IPA. Uh-uh. Cuz last night we mixed in, if you can see it, we mixed in little, the Havoc machine. Little West Coast IPA, okay. All right. Yes, from okay. from from the good folks at Surly right. Brewing. Little Surly uh, Brewing for you. So I am an overachiever and uh we're thrilled to have Surly aboard. It's going to be a great partnership. There's going to be a lot coming as far as uh, uh, me doing instead of morning or evening Juds, uh, Surly Juds, things like that. So, yes, welcome aboard to Surly. It's going to be a great relationship, and we are glad to have them as the presenting sponsor of Purple Daily. All right, let's get to the training camp notes, Declan Goff, because I, again, spent a couple hours at uh, TCO Performance Center on Monday watching Jake Browning and um, it's a case Cookum. Cook us. Throw passes. Cookus. Cookus. I already forgot his last name. Case Cookus. Well, actually, Case, mainly because it was day one on the job, handed off. Jake Browning threw passes. Uh, let's start there. So Jake Browning, coming out of mini camp and going into training camp, in my opinion, Declan, was the backup quarterback 
to Cousins. And mine, because I think his mechanics need some adjusting and he's young, was QB3. Um, Jake Browning, though, in my opinion, has solidified QB2. Unless the Vikings decide to go out and get a quarterback because they're so afraid about Kirk's vaccination status. Jake Browning has looked damn good. And, and I mean, it's impressive because he's been on the practice squad for two years, which by the way, means you don't really get work. Like it's not like he's practicing full time or much. Uh, uh, Training camp's a different story because you're nearly a four quarterbacks to throw a ton of passes. But as far as once the season starts, it's not like, Hey Jake, come get your snaps now. So Dex, um, I have been very impressed I think that Jake Browning, if he hadn't already, has probably opened eyes. Yep. Not. I am not trying to tell you right now that he could step into a regular season game and be successful. I am trying to tell you that in the gradual, in the gradual ascension of a player like Browning, who is undrafted and has been on the practice squad for two years, he has sped the ascension up exponentially in recent days by being available and by looking very solid. Yeah, I mean, good for him, man. I I, I think it's pretty dang cool. I, he had a decent career at Washington. I believe it was, it was a sophomore season where he went absolutely off for them. Um, was an undrafted guy, and I believe the Vikings played a paid a pretty penny to get him. What was that now? Two or three uh, years ago uh, to to be on their practice squad for the last few years, and and good for him. You know, I I I always wonder what practice squad quarterbacks really bring to the table. Uh, are, are they actually? Do they mean something? Are they basically just this like? emergency option is it the is it the brain in the quarterback room just to help dissect things with the starters and with the quarterbacks coach and just be a sounding board for one of those guys and Jake Browning who was basically thrown into the fire um uh, on on Saturday having to throw 90 passes uh and looking damn good nearly taking your head off uh with a beautiful dime down to KJ Osborne on the sidelines couple of them yeah did did he he almost take your head off a couple times or you had a couple bombs down the sidelines well no both yeah uh (laughs) Because the there was the one that we put up on the Score North Twitter account to KJ Osborne, and there was one to Thielen too. That was a nice pass, right? A dime. So no, he has looked. He he throws a nice ball. He's got a decent arm. Um, but I think that if he was if there if he was starting to win people over or had a bit, I think that this now has gone a long way. And worst case, Dex. If the Vikings go out and sign a veteran quarterback to back up uh, Cousins, and QB3 will be Mond, no question about it, Jake Browning has established enough now that he will get a job. Yeah. I think I think he'll stick here. But my point is, he will get a job. And the availability of this guy to go out and not complain, as far as I can tell, and throw pass after pass after pass um, says something. So, yeah. Nice work for him. Well, and also, you know, and you've you were covered the team for a long time for the Star Tribune, the lead beat writer with uh, with Chip Scoggins. Uh, I'm guessing you've seen him at the podium a few times, Jake Browning. Um, like what what is his it, what what is his demeanor like? Is he actually someone that you can read between the lines? Does he say a lot of things? Does he uh, basically talk in circles like a lot of other athletes? What 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 have you noticed from just from his demeanor? I haven't seen enough, man. He they when when you're in the role that he has been at the past few years. Now he went to the podium yesterday and right. talked about his experiences from Saturday. Um, that might be the first time he's been at a podium. Right. Now he has sure. talked coming off the field and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but and I'm I'm willing to, to bet that like most young QBs, he's um diplomatic. So you're not gonna get a true 
essence of how he necessarily feels about things. But um, yeah, I, he's going to be, there's no way that the teammates, that his teammates with the Vikings haven't looked at what's transpired the past three days and what he did Saturday and Monday. I'm sure that they're impressed because yeah. like that is a tough thing. Again, you ordinarily have four quarterbacks in training camp four, and they had two on, on Monday and one good old case Cookus was there to essentially try and learn what he, he was supposed to do. And they signed another one as well. But I mean, Jake Browning, if there is such a thing is QB one, QB one, a QB one B <laughs> and QB one C right now. I so, know. um, all right. Do you want, do you want an interesting nugget on how the Vikings on a trick play that the Vikings might use, or do you want the mandatory offensive line update? Mandatory first? offensive line update first. All right. Oh, oh boy. boy. Here we go. Hold on a second. Here we go. I yep. got to take, I, I take a deep breath here. Although Phil is livid, I feel like you're ticked off, but Phil is, Phil is on DEFCON two yeah right yeah the, the nuclear war is imminent yeah yes okay yes. mandatory offensive line update from monday august i believe it was second egan minnesota is the day line rashad hill is still at left tackle but something must have happened on saturday because okay. rashad hill was at left tackle in the walkthrough portion this gets worse oh god because rashad hill did not take part in actual drills yesterday mm-hmm Oli Udo, who has been battling our guy, Dakota Dozier, for the right guard spot, but who in truthfully is a tackle, not a guard. Right. Oli Udo was moved to left tackle, which meant Dakota Dozier solidified more, and he's doing this with each day, his right guard spot. Now you're going to say, but Judd, what about third-round pick Wyatt Davis? Because... We all thought he might be the starting right guard. Well, he did something to his ankle uh, before Saturday. I, I thought that he might have been being held out because of COVID precautions, but he was not on the list of guys who were. Okay. So he has a ankle issue. So Wyatt Davis also did not participate in practice on Saturday or Monday. So long story short, the reps, the first team reps yesterday, Declan Goff, Oli Udo moving to left tackle to replace Rashad Hill. Dakota Dozier playing more and more as your starting right guard. Uh, and still, no Christian Derrissaw. Zim told us on Saturday night that he expects Derrissaw to be back pretty soon here, but said, again, off the whole tweak uh, thing last year with Daniil Hunter, don't quote me on this. But Christian Derrissaw expected back soon. But I'm going to tell you right now, Christian Derrissaw, after having uh, core surgery after the college season, has yet to take part in anything. He's not starting the season. Like, I think there's almost no way. So I think Rashad Hill starts at left tackle. But I have seen nothing to lead me to believe that Dakota Dozier won't start at right guard. And I know Phil is going to melt down completely, <laughs> and you'll be ticked off, but that's just the truth. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> It's hard not to. You can mock the messenger, but don't shoot the messenger. I'm only going out there. I mean, unless I, I, I saw the, I saw the note too that Zim said. You know, they're kind of easing in Wyatt Davis and this, this, and that. I hope that's the case. If they seriously have malpractice against against this offensive line, I mean, 
that 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 is concerning. We can we can talk about the COVID protocols, or we can talk about this being maybe a, a run first offense not being pass heavy enough. There's things we can still get nitpicky with uh, on this team. If that offensive line has the audacity to run out Dakota Dozier again, and maybe not the offensive line's fault. Maybe maybe <laughs> Ole Udo is better than we think. Maybe it's like a five percent chance that I think he is something, but he's probably not. He's probably not there trusting someone who hasn't played left tackle for them. Barely any any left tackle for them in, in important games. So, I mean, I'd rather, I hope to God this Christian Derrissaw injury is progressing steadily and it doesn't sound like it's obviously going uh, faster. They should not be rushing him necessarily. Take the time. It's a tackle. They need this line to be fortified. But man, I, I Judd, this is this has every right to be insanely concerned. I, I If Dakota Doge and Ole Uda are out there week one and for the first month of the season... I mean, pack a lunch. Seriously, pack a lunch. Well, I, I think Hill, so Hill's banged up. I think Rashad Hill, who started quite a bit at both tackle spots, and he is a good backup swing tackle, but he is not a starter, and he is certainly not a starter at left tackle. I think he's going to start the season there much less than ideal, uh, but that's going to depend on Darisaw's timetable. I'm just telling you, Christian Darisaw hasn't done anything as a Viking. Nothing. Zero. Zed. So I don't see. Zim, I don't think, is going to take a rookie left tackle and toss him in there. Um, Ole Udo, I think, is learning to play guard. But Dakota Dozier, don't laugh at me, has played guard before, so I think they feel more comfortable. Again, don't shoot the messenger. It's not my fault. That's just what I'm seeing. Uh, I also saw, and I didn't, I, I missed this in person, I also saw somebody sent a clip of Drew Samia. I think he was playing guard with the second team decks yesterday. Just get absolutely trucked. Fell down. Um, it's not workable there. Drew Samia is not. I, I don't know what we, we had high hopes that he might step in and play a good guard last year. I think I told you guys a couple of days ago, he played four games there and was the worst ranked offensive lineman in football for that four game period. But yeah, uh, you have to have concern here. You you just have to. I'm sorry. He was my uh, Mr. Mankato pick last year. So uh, yeah, did you get, get nasty. Well, Drew yeah. Samia looked like he was it a was, nice yeah. nice player at Oklahoma. Was going to be a nice maybe guard. And I just hope this doesn't turn into Wyatt Davis two point. I hope Wyatt Davis doesn't turn into Drew Samia two point I think that's that's obviously the fear there. I, I hope he's ready, and I hope he's just battling a little nagging injury. But he's not ready. Th- th- this this offensive line is going to be something we're we'll watching all year. I, I will, in fact, write this down. Wyatt Davis will not start week one, and that's not a bold prediction. He has not taken a first-team snap when healthy yet. Good God. Wyatt Davis will not be starting. I think Darisaw won't be, okay? But I'm not going to be absolutely floored if he does. Wyatt Davis, before he twisted or hurt the ankle uh, probably Friday, had not taken a first-team snap. He Good will Lord. not start. He will. Zero chance. Zero chance. I'm telling you, man, this is unless they're going to get unless they're going to make a trade or pick someone off the waiver wire right before the season. I think it's Dakota Dozier. All right, let's get to the good news. Okay. Trick play. Trick play. I love me a trick play. Well, I don't know. You're going to love this one. I think you're going to love the name. I don't think you're going to love the package that the play is. Trick play unveiled in front of the thousands of fans who showed up uh, and and paid, I think, 10 bucks a piece or five bucks for kids at TCO Performance Center's stadium on Saturday night. The only, I think this is the only snap, it's the only one I saw that Jake Browning did not take in team drills. 
Okay, I'm going to give you the good news first. Dalvin Cook in a trick play. Okay. The bet where I don't think you're going to like this is it was the Wildcat. And I and the Wildcat sort of it's run its course. Yeah. I just don't think it surprises teams. Um the, the great thing about it originally when the Dolphins unveiled it against the Patriots was that like 5 or 6 years back now Dex. The great thing about the Wildcat was it was unexpected and like the Patriots weren't prepared and it worked. Everyone is now prepared. But I do like the here, so here's what I like about it. I like the fact that the Vikings offensively at least are considering creativity because they really don't embrace creativity on offense, right? Run the football, pound the rock, get, you know, second, 13, what should we do? Hand it to Dalvin. Okay. That's not a great idea. So I, so I don't like the wildcat, but I like the fact that we might be seeing some different ideas that, that show, that show that perhaps Clint Kubiak is going to open things up a little bit more than pops did. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Um, when Jarek McKinnon was here, I thought he was an awesome guy for the Wildcat, and and he was a former it, quarterback. I, I mean, there was the Dallas the, game. Yes, they ran it. Yes, and he couldn't throw. Yes, what was that all about? Well, then there was the other one too with Diggs, and Diggs remember throwing that one to Kirk Cousins, and it wasn't even close. Um, I love me a good trick. Wide receiver pass is my go-to trick play. I love me a wide receiver pass. I'm with you, actually. Sidney Rice threw an absolute deep ball. Yeah, he can absolutely haul it. I love me a good wide receiver pass. I love me a good fake punt. I, that's what I want to see. Let me know. Give me some special teams fake punt. I want you to be observations. I want to see a fake. I love me a good executed fake punt. You yeah, think you get ex- me going. Yeah, but don't tempt fake. You got to execute it. Well, yeah, you got to execute it. No, but I'm saying it can be a disaster if it's not executed. I, I feel like that one, I love it if you think you can do it and do it well, but you got to have the right people. Yep. Because if you screw that, that up, it's what they like to call in the business, Dex. Quick change, <laughs> sudden change, sudden change is not good. Um, the wide receiver pass, I'm with you. I wonder who can throw the ball. Mm. Do you think Do you think Jefferson or Thielen has a better? Arm? I don't think Thielen does. I I bet it would be Jefferson. I mean Jefferson might. Did I Did I maybe read that Dee Westbrook? Was maybe doing some trick play. I think there might have been something about Dee maybe doing a trick play or two. Uh, that um, probably be a special. That'd be in special teams. That'd be in special teams, though, right? Yeah, right. yeah. He has done. He has done almost zero. I, I think, as far as actual drills with the receivers, besides like teamwork, so, or besides like individual work, is what they call. So it. the 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 trick play is more of just a wildcat formation with Dalvin. Is that what you're, that what you're saying? Yes, but I, I like the idea of being mm-hmm. more creative with Cook. I don't think the wildcat works. Okay. Yeah, I the Tony Soprano, uh, Tony Soprano. Oh my God, that that that's amazing. Um, Tony Sperano, uh, the right, late great yeah, Tony Sperano. That's an easy mistake uh, from the Miami Dolphins. You know, executed that with Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown there with the Miami Dolphins. What 11, 12 years ago? I think it's also ran its course. Was it and, uh, the, what? Yeah, it was like oh, it was like no oh, nine oh, oh eight. Yeah, I said like six years ago. Oh my god! No, no, no. Know. It was a bigger thing like ten, twelve years ago. Oh my um, god! Okay, I think thanks. it only works works if you have a very mo- like Lamar Jackson and you can and Cam Newton in his heyday. Oh, yeah. You have to have yeah. the mobile quarterback for it to really. I think for it to be executed successfully, if you're just like throwing in Dalvin Cook running Wildcat or getting cute with reverses with Stefan Diggs or someone throwing a pass down down the field, um, it yep. has to be run correctly. So, I, and I think having a mobile quarterback first is the is the most important thing to do there. 
All right, note number four, and I've talked about this before, but we see it every day, and and I think it's worth talking about extensively. And I I actually sent you a clip that you posted at the uh, Score North Twitter account of a very nice pass and catch from Browning to Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, he looks great. Um, man, does he look good every day, Declan? He looks great. He is going to. I am going to be shocked if he does not have a breakout big time year. Um, he makes every catch. He is in great shape. He's bigger. He's not huge, but he's bigger. Um, he will be wide receiver three dressed up as a tight end. Like for all we're talking about, you know, what's Osborne going to potentially do. And he's been good in camp and he's going to make this team for sure is, you know, once, uh, Westbrook can return from his ACL, what's he going to potentially do? I'm telling you right now, Jefferson Thielen, Irv Smith, those guys are going to catch a ton of passes. And Irv Smith looks great. And before Kirk went out because of the protocols uh, for five days, and he should be back on Thursday, Kirk and Irv Smith had a chemistry yeah. that that looked to me far superior to a- anything that Kirk and Kyle had. Yeah. So I'm just telling you right now, if you play fantasy league football, Get Irv Smith. <laughs> Irv Smith is going. I I think he's going to catch touchdowns. He's going to get a ton of yards. He's going to finally be. So I, I feel like the Vikings have been on the precipice at times of embracing the tight end trend, right? Like they've had tight tight ends that certainly contribute and catch passes. But you look at a guy like a like a, a Kelsey in Kansas City, yeah. right? And the group and Gronk and that group who, who are basically at times pseudo wideouts. Uh, Irv Smith is going to get much closer. I'm not saying he's in that group, but he's going to get much closer than than he's been and the Vikings have been to having that type of guy. Irv Smith Jr. impresses me every single day. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for him to be unleashed this year. You know, last year we thought that was going to happen. Kyle Rudolph was still on the team. Uh, Irv Smith battled some injuries. He turned it on a little bit towards the end of the year. He still finished with five touchdowns and, and had over 10 yards per reception. I believe Sam Munson from... PFF pulled out a thing that like when Kirk was targeting uh, Irv Smith, his passer rating was like over, well over the triple digits, above the one ten. Like anytime he was targeting Irv Smith, good things were happening. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there's still gonna be a lot of two tight end sense. Tyler Gronklin, as Phil likes to call him, um, still gonna is probably gonna get a lot of good Stop snaps. With, but Stop with that. But 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 I do think <laughs> Irv Smith in the red zone and Irv Smith athletic yes. ability. He's a freak of nature. Yes, this finally I think is the year of Herb Smith, and you're not a fantasy football guy either. No, but I'm telling you, he's gonna, I don't do fantasy football. We both retired. Yes, we were smart from that from that mm-hmm. venture. But I'm telling you right now, draft him. Yeah, draft he's him. not. He is going to be health provided. He is going to have a huge year. Um, and I think that so Conklin will catch passes, but I don't. When 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 Kyle was out. At the end of last year, it felt like Conklin caught a lot of passes and Irv didn't catch uh, necessarily as many passes as we expected, Declan. Yeah. I think that I think that's done now. I think Conklin still gets some balls, but the tight end position, and I'm telling you, it's wide receiver three is Irv Smith. 
The Federated Challenge supporting Big Brothers Big Sisters hosted by my great friends at Federated Insurance. This amazing event brings together a group of community-focused and generous businesses and individuals to raise money to support Big Brothers Big Sisters, a 116-year-old one-to-one mentoring organization. Since 2005, the Federated Challenge has raised over $41 million and has helped ignite the potential of our nation's youth. Special thanks to Sid Investment Associates, Stony Brook Capital, and Taft for their support. Uh, all right. So that's the good news for the most part. Okay. I gave you three positives, right? Yeah. The offensive line's not, but mm-hmm. I gave you three. Uh, the, the bad news of course, is that Kirk Cousins, uh, Nate Stanley, a fourth string QB, Kellen Mond, who was diagnosed with COVID on Saturday and we initially thought had been vaxxed and now have been told he's not vaxxed. All are out of practice until at least Thursday in Mon's case because he's got it. It might be longer. And that caused and the lack of uh, vaccinations on the team, which, by the way, Chad Graff of The Athletic today has the fact uh, that he is reporting the Vikings entered training camp with one of the lowest vaccination rates in the league. Had Mike Zimmer at the podium yesterday when asked about this exasperated. Let's play that and then react to what's going on out in Egan. Well, I've talked to the team about it, you know, uh, about some of the things going on. Um, our guys have been pretty good about it, really. Um, you know, I'm probably the most vocal one of all of them. But, uh, you know, I just feel like, you know, we're going to have guys miss games. You know, it's just there's so many so many cases that are going on right now that, uh, you know, we're going to have some guys miss games, and we've got to be prepared for it. Oof. All right, Declan. Let's spin the conversation from this end because it's very clear that that at this point, the guys who aren't vaxxed for the most part aren't going to do it, okay? So I'm sure, in fact, Mike talked about the fact that there are still occasionally guys coming in and, and Kirk's going to be back on Thursday and it sounds like he's going to talk on Thursday or Friday. And I don't think that he has been diagnosed with COVID. He was exposed to it, and because he's not vaxxed, he he has to sit for five days. It'll be interesting to hear him, if if he will, talk about this, if he does plan on potentially being vaxxed now because he is the Vikings' one and only quarterback who's taken reps in games. That being said, though, Mike just told us there will be guys who miss games, and he's not talking about necessarily guys who who get COVID decks. He's talking about guys who are exposed to it. And if somebody is diagnosed on a Saturday or Sunday, anyone who's not vaccinated and is exposed to that guy has to sit out the game. He cannot play. I know. What's your opinion about what the thought process should be from a personnel roster construction standpoint? I'm not saying that that you can get starters or guys that are as good as the starters who might have to sit because we know Cousins is not vaxxed. Thielen, we believe, is not. Harrison Smith is not. So there's some good players who aren't vaxxed. But do you think the Vikings need to change their strategy to, strategy at all with the players that they keep on the roster as backups when you already, Declan, in early August, and you don't play a game till September, are basically accepting the fact that some very important players are going to miss games? Yeah, it, it, it's tough. I, I I would have liked to see I would have liked to see the Vikings maybe 
draft players that you know were if they, if they knew some of these guys were going to be um, against or or not pro vaccine. I wish they would have maybe drafted players that could have helped replace those potential guys. Um, it would have been nicer too, obviously, if the offseason worked out a little earlier, where vaccines were rolling out a little faster, and and players were able to get the vaccines quicker, and just society in general was able to get the vaccines quicker. That maybe that you could have be able to um, supplement the roster with players who were like okay with that and open to doing that. I think the issue is uh, when we're talking about bringing in players now or bringing in players uh, this basically late into the training camp and into the portion is the NFL is, uh, and we've talked about it before, football is the one sport where unless you're bringing in like a veteran who really knows what he's doing, bringing in a rookie or bringing in someone undrafted or bringing someone with limited experience and, and expecting them to learn a playbook and learn the calls and learn all the inner workings of how that works. I do I do think we kind of forget about that sometimes that it's it's not just a plug and play sport, you know, um yeah. look look hitting a baseball is difficult. I'm not diminishing the how the athletic ability the how how strong it is to hit a baseball. I can though find a guy if I'm MLB team on a waiver claim, put him into my lineup and have him bat eighth and he's just fine. He's just fine. He might go over 4, but he's going to stand up there and he's going to take at bat, he's going to be fine. It is next to impossible and we saw what happened to the Denver Broncos uh, last year when they had their whole quarterback room uh, loss for a game. That it, even when you bring in a wide receiver who used to play college football as, as a quarterback, had zero completed passes because it, it proves the fact that you can't just step in and make this work. Um, it's, it's a very tricky situation. And with Mike Zimmer also sounding off on this, and look, I, I would be willing to bet that if you, if you pumped him with true serum, that Mike Zimmer uh, probably doesn't agree with a lot of things that that you and I maybe agree on in the world, but he recognizes this as a very delicate and very interesting situation, and his job is tied to this. So if players are not opting to yes. do and get the vaccine, he's, his now livelihood is at stake as well, health-wise and also uh, professionally. So I can understand his frustrations. And I can guarantee you nothing to him personally and like the man coached with, with his eyesight going. So I can tell you that Mike is, this is about one thing, Declan. It's about your quarterback, and it's about winning football games. And if Harrison Smith has to sit because he's been exposed to COVID, that's a huge deal. Now, on Cousins, I, I was talking to our, our old friend, um, our old friend Collar last week about this. And I, I asked him, I said, what would you do? And what he said, was this, and it's not a bad idea. He said, I would leave Kirk at home except for practice. So I would have him, I would mm-hmm. not have him come into the quarterback room. I would not have him participate in meetings. I would literally have him virtually appear and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then for practice, show up and practice. Um, I sort of like it. I sort of yeah. like it because, because I would rather look, this is, not ideal like it just sucks okay but i would rather have him not be part of the team monday through friday as like is kirk around and zoom in and keep him with his family and as much as you possibly can don't expose him to a room full of guys who are going to go out who are going to do things so i actually sort of like that one yeah, I don't mind that either. I think it's kind of an interesting one. Um, you know, I, sometimes guys should just not be around right now. And I guess if, if Kirk Cousins knows this playbook and knows the system pretty damn well, that I guess if, if he wants to take 
take some time off to do that. I, I can see it, but I just I, the, the reps well, not time and, off. and no, no, no. But he comes but, for practice. So, so like he comes and practices, but he does not go in the locker room. Oh, after okay. practice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send him home. Just have him live in a bubble of sorts. Oh, yeah. And and so he's so he can zoom in for the QB offense meetings, all of that. But he's not exposed to a huge locker room of guys who are potentially going to be carrying this, even if they are vaxxed. That's the problem. Well, if he if he wants to zoom in somewhere, I, I got something where he can go. I got plenty of places where Kirk Cousins can go zoom in and zoom out. Let's and it's it. Brainerd International Raceway. Enjoy four days of heart-pounding, Kirk. Lightning-fast drag racing. Every ticket comes with a pit pass. So, Kirk, you, you, you can meet with these racers, watch them at 330 miles per hour from a distance. Uh, yeah, a huge distance you know, with a big mask you, you can You can definitely do that as well. So uh, go up to Brainerd International Raceway. Enjoy four days of that heart-pounding, lightning-fast drag racing. Race will be pushing themselves and their cars to the limits at the NHRA Lucas Oil Nationals at Brainerd International Raceway in Brainerd, Minnesota. Hey, kids, how's the water? It's full of weeds. I can't move my legs. Uh, your arms are free, right? Yeah. yeah. Wave them around. It's fun. Are you kidding me? This can't be happening. This is Jamie from the Aquaside Company. Clear your water completely. Destroy weeds, algae, and the muck that's preventing you from enjoying your waterfront property. We know your time in the water is precious. We're the Aquaside Company. Call 800-328-9350 or visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be Beautiful. That sounds like great fun. And those speeds would scare me, but I'm sure that there are some people who are much more mentally strong than I am who are, who are willing to take the chance of going that fast. So that's cool. All right. Um, So yeah, I, there's gotta be, there's good. They're going to have to talk about some ways to approach this because it's really frightening for a football team when in early August, when you know, by the way, that guys are going to get hurt too, that you're essentially accepting the fact that key guys are going to miss games because of this as well. We are done. Mackie back tomorrow. Write that down, both the uh, Mackie and Judd old school version and the Purple Daily. And as I said, Dex, I think we all might basically across the board have six Vikings predictions of sorts because <laughs> there's that much going on. Appreciate it. Oh, and uh, and once again, hold on. Wait, wait, wait for it. Starting next week, presenting sponsor. A purple that has daily. never been happier, I think, at this company's Surly. entire life. In fact, I'm going to just wear this on my forehead everywhere I go because it. it's an improvement. Iconic, hoppy, aggressive, yep. furious IPA. Just one of the great beers. Yeah, we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have more details next week on, on also fun it. segments inside this on Purple Daily seven days a week. Yeah, this is going to be a fun I just need the cans of beer, okay? Yes, and Judd just needs the beer. That's okay. Uh, from the executive production standpoint, there'll be yeah, a little no, bit more you've got work. a lot of work to do. And, I, and I'm right. fine with that because I want that. So I'm all for it. All right. All right, Mackie back tomorrow. We will see you later.